Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a crazy entitled parent story of parents forcing kids to eat expired food. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, dad continues his controlling ways and now has no contact with both of his sons. Background, my dad has always had control and anger issues. He worked hard to give my mom, brother, and I what we needed, but he wasn't really emotionally there. Growing up with him was tough. If I vacuumed and didn't do it exactly how he would do it, he would make comments. If he did something wrong once, he would immediately say you never do anything right. Could not fathom that people make mistakes and mistakes happened, especially since he made plenty of them, just never admitted to it. He had friends and relatives live with us without ever asking my mom, brother, or I if we would be okay with it. Not asking my mom who is the person that ends up taking on the additional work was the most annoying thing for me. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment. I was okay sharing a room with my brother. Not quite okay sharing it with an uncle for years. Another relative and once even some random guy who was a friend of a friend. He sacrificed the comfort of me, my mom, and my brother to make himself look good by offering space to these people for long periods of time. Think years, not days. Plenty more examples of his selfish and controlling behavior, not to mention him having a short fuse. Despite all this, he did work hard, had his moments, and I'll always appreciate the things he did do. We had everything we needed. First son goes no contact. A couple of summers ago, my dad and I got into an argument. Argument was over me and my wife's dog. His dad is a very religious Muslim and had gotten more religious as he ages. For example, he took down all of the pictures they had of people, as you're not supposed to have that in Islam. He still listens to music though, so I don't want to get started on the hypocrisy displayed on a regular basis by him and the Muslim community I grew up in in general. Islam is not a fan of dogs being in a home. My wife and I don't live with my parents, we have our own home, and I told my parents my wife and I would be keeping the dog she had before we got into a relationship. I love this dog. I thought it got through to my dad that the dog was here to stay. I even got an imam to talk to him about it. He brought it up again one day while he was over at our house and asked when we were getting rid of the dog. I tell him we aren't, and he needs to stop asking about it. This started a big argument between me and him. He went home and I thought that was the end of it. I was wrong. When he got home, my brother was there. He told my brother the story and my brother told him he was wrong to make the demands of my wife and I. My dad got into an argument with my brother. He got close to being physical, so my brother left. My brother at the time had his phone service under my parents' family plan. My dad canceled his phone number, so I had to call the phone company. I have access since I'm the one who usually manages issues for him. My dad would then cancel the service again. Being real petty, I eventually just added my brother to my phone plan. After this incident, my brother went no contact with both of our parents. This was the last straw for him. 
He went no contact with our mom because she's an enabler. That requires a different post. To this day, my dad still does not understand why my brother is no longer in contact with him. I understood my brother's decision and have not tried to change his mind. I've stayed in contact with my dad, but low contact. Second son goes no contact. Now to a couple of weeks ago, my dad and I once again got into an argument. My wife and I have a newborn. I was so excited for my parents to have their first grandchild. As much of a jerk my dad is and has been, I've seen how well he interacts with my little cousins, and I incorrectly thought that being a grandparent may mellow him down. I figured there would be disagreements, as a lot of grandparents think since they raised kids they know exactly what to do, even if they raised those kids 25 plus years ago. Unfortunately, his controlling ways and anger issues reared their ugly head in a bad way. We were over at my parents so they could see my newborn son, and because two of my cousins were visiting to see my newborn son as well. Things went fine, until my wife and I were getting ready to leave. My son was being a bit fussy as we were putting him into the car seat. That happens, babies get fussy and cry a bit. Once we get the car seat in the car and get going, he normally calms down. If he didn't, we would probably just give him a bottle as he was probably hungry. We had already changed and burped him at this point. My dad starts saying we should give him gripe water. I tell my dad that the baby's fine, just being a bit fussy. My dad insists again, so I tell him I'm not giving him gripe water. We asked our pediatrician about it, and our pediatrician said to hold off on gripe water since our baby was still pretty small. Our son was born almost three weeks early and is very small, so we're being cautious. We also don't want to give him anything besides breast milk and formula if it's not really necessary, which it wasn't in this case. This sets my dad off. He goes off about what the freak do doctors know? He raised two kids. He gave my brother gripe water when he was two days old. That's obviously BS because he didn't even know about gripe water until he visited one of his friends and they told him about it. Not only that, but my brother was born late and at a normal weight. His situation is not the same as my son's. My dad then does his usual thing of taking one issue, escalating it and going off about everything. He goes on to say, don't come around anymore, even with the baby. Calls me a caseler, my wife a caseler, and my son a caseler. It's an Islamic insult. My mom is trying to calm him down because he's yelling all of these things two feet next to me in the car seat my son's in. My teenage cousins are also hearing all this. At this point, my wife has taken our son out of the apartment and into the hall. I'm trying to leave as well, but my dad continues to yell. He's now moved on to how we haven't given him a cent, how he got us educated and put us through college for us to never give him anything back, how we basically don't do crap for him and some other things I don't recall exactly. Just a lot of horse stuff. I have paid for my parents' cable and internet bill for the past 12 plus years, even though I haven't lived with them for years. I just recently paid for their tickets, which was about $2,800 to go to our home country, and have paid for other random things like ordering them pizza when my cousins are over at their house, and my mom doesn't feel like cooking. He says he got us educated, but he did crap like telling us he'd pay for our college, and then telling us after a semester that he wouldn't, basically leaving us in the middle of a semester scrambling. He told my brother he would only pay if he agreed to marry a woman from our country. I understand if he doesn't want to pay, but tell us that before we decide on a school so we can make an informed decision. He still brags to his friends that he put us through school though. He says we never do crap for him. 
even though both of my parents have come to me for legal, tax, finance, tech, and basically any issue. Keeping a tally of what you've done for your kids and throwing it in their face is BS, especially when you've basically done a little above the bare minimum. After taking his yelling right in my face, I left and haven't spoken to him since. Told my mom we're not speaking to him and he's not seeing us anymore. If he gets some therapy and anger management, maybe we can see what happens. He has to make a change though. Of course, the last time I spoke to my mom, she told me she'd been crying. As usual, he is the victim. Here's the hoping I don't continue this cycle. Not gonna lie, this guy sounds kind of extremely unbearable. Like, do you guys agree that at some point OP's going to wisen up and start cutting off all these things that they're still helping their father out with? They don't deserve the cable and internet payments, maybe the pizza's fine, but $2,800 on tickets for somebody that treats you like that all your life? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, My Entitled Sister Stole My Cat This happened years ago. My younger sister and I have always been pretty close despite the fact that she's entitled and spoiled rotten. Growing up, she was always treated better than me and basically got anything she wanted. Nobody in my family really ever said no to her. If she doesn't get her way, she'll pout, sulk, cry, or whine until whoever caves. My entitled sister came over to visit me one or two times a week. We made lunch together and chatted about our life. I gave her a house key for emergencies. This will be relevant later. Besides my entitled sister coming over to visit, I didn't have much of a social life. So one month I decided that I would like a companion to keep me company during the day. I decided I really wanted a cat. I spent a few days researching the proper way to care for a cat. Vet care, the best food, grooming, dealing with different temperaments, etc. I also bought everything I needed to care for this cat. Food, automatic water bowl, a bunch of toys, catnip, cat bed, cat tree, and a few other things. Once I was ready, I started looking for cats to adopt. I decided I wanted a cat, not a kitten. It was at the second shelter I went to that I found Freya. I saw this pure white kitty from a distance. When I went over to her enclosure, she immediately started rubbing on the glass and softly meowing. A staff member opened her enclosure so I could pet her. She rubbed all over me and purred so loud she vibrated hard. She even licked my hand several times. I was absolutely in love. Freya is the best cat ever. She's like my child. My entitled sister also fell in love with Freya almost immediately. She constantly said how much she wished Freya was hers. She told me how good she would treat her and how she would make her a service animal. I just brushed these comments off. Until one day, entitled sister said that she deserved to take Freya because she was getting a divorce and needed company. Neither of us have kids. I was completely caught off guard. I told her I would never, ever give up my cat. She's basically my child. I thought that would be the end of it. I was so wrong. About five weeks after this conversation, I came home from work at about 5 p.m. I mostly work from home, but go into my office a couple times a month. I immediately noticed that Freya didn't meet me at the door. She always meets me at the door. I started to call her, but she didn't come. I tried shaking her can of treats, but that didn't work either. By this point, I'm frantically searching every inch of my house. Absolutely no sign of Freya. She wasn't in my house. My heart sank to my stomach when I realized that I must have accidentally let her out when I left for work that morning. Freya is strictly an indoor cat. I felt so guilty and worried about Freya. 
I put up missing pet ads in all the local pets groups. I put up flyers everywhere. I knocked on the door of everyone on my block and asked about Freya and if they could keep an eye out for her. I spread some litter in the front yard. I put out a humane trap with tuna. I was a mess without my beautiful, sweet cat. I cried so much my face was puffy and I could barely eat or sleep. One day, about a week after Freya went missing, I was talking to a mutual friend of my entitled sister. At one point she casually says, Oh, have you seen Entitled Sister's new cat? She's so pretty and she has this beautiful white fur. My heart skipped a few beats, and then I asked her if she happened to know if the cat had a collar. She said yes, it has a red collar. That's when I just knew it was my Freya. I could feel it in my gut. I hung up and immediately called my Entitled Sister. I began yelling the second she answered. You freaking B-word, you stole my cat, how could you? How dare you? You had no right to take my cat, how could you do this to me? Her voice was dripping with attitude when she said, I told you I deserved to have Freya more than you, she's meant to be my cat. Don't worry, I'll take good care of her. My face went red and anger coursed through me. I told her no, you'll give me my cat right now or I will absolutely call the police and press charges for theft and for breaking and entering. I figured she used her key to access my home while I was at work. I picked up Freya and the key to my house about 30 minutes later. I went very low contact with my entitled sister after that. She no longer comes over for visits, we don't talk or text, we only see each other on major holidays. Freya is still a part of my life and I'm so grateful for her. I still can't believe my sister felt entitled towards my cat and that she had the nerve to steal her. Some people just blow my mind. Yeah, needless to say, if this happened to me, not only would I have been just as devastated. After I got the pet back and I'd be so thankful I got the pet back, the locks would be immediately changed, cameras would be going up, my house would become the Freya lockdown bunker. I'd become the glorified secret service to my president, Kitty. This next story is, the incubator unit dropped off more stuff today. She truly doesn't know me at all. Well, been a while since I had to vent about her, but my brother ruined that by telling her where I live now. I already ripped him a new one via text, by the way, before anyone asks. I thought my fiancé had forgotten his key when he took our daughter and the dog to the park by our place. Nope. I opened the door to the unit, what I call my mother, because she... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Isn't one. She tries to make her way in because she was holding three bags. I was like, no, just sit them down on the porch. She then asks where my daughter and the giant are. I said, out. She was like, well, I brought you stuff, plus Easter stuff for the baby. I just stared at her blankly for a second and asked how she got my address. She told me, oh, your second brother gave it to me. Then she says, Can we go in now? It's hot out. Oh, and did you see the new car I got? I was like, no, and good for you. She then proceeded to get huffy and was like, why not? I was like, because I'm tired and I don't want to deal with people today. She got mad. Fine, guess I'll leave then. Bye, love you. I was just like, bye. I signed then brought the bags inside to go through them to see if she returned more of my stuff she stole from me. Well, in the kiddos, Easter stuff was candy she couldn't have because she was allergic. Plastic eggs in the bag still, a Bible Easter book, a bunny. So I basically threw away everything but the bunny. Because even though I want to throw it all away, I know she would like the brown bunny, and it's not like the unit will get to see her play with it. Next, I started going through the stuff for me, supposedly. One is in a bright pink caddy basket. I hate pink. Anyone who knows me knows I hate it. Next, she got me coconut shampoo and conditioner. Again, I disliked the smell and taste of coconut extremely. Then she got me a cheapo fake gold ring and necklace. Another thing I don't wear because I don't like gold. Then comes what I'm actually seeing if she included, which was sure enough, one of my stolen necklaces, though looking at it closer, I discover something. See, it was originally a silver necklace with a dragon wrapped around a jade pillar that I paid a decent amount for. Here's the thing though, one, she had broken the chain extension off of it and replaced it with a cheap black chain with a lobster clasp that clashes. Then the truly infuriating part, she had the jade pillar ripped out and replaced with a piece of plastic. Yeah, you read that right, literally a piece of green plastic, it didn't even fit right. Like there was a gap between it and the dragon that was wrapped around the original jade. Plus, whoever did it had to glue it in place at the top and they did a crappy job where it was obvious. So yeah, just threw it all away, though I figure I'll donate the basket and shampoo slash conditioner to someone else who needs it. But yeah, currently drinking wine while venting on here to you guys because it's just infuriating. Like finally, once again returned something she stole from me but with stuff missing from it. I'm like, just don't even bother returning it then, runt. But yeah, I guess I'm going to have to try and get another C&D against her, so she'll stay the freak away. Can we point out the real jerk here is the brother for giving the address up to their mom? Like, they had to have some conception that OP didn't want that to get out. 
I mean, otherwise their mom wouldn't have to be asking around for it to begin with. Our next story is seeking advice on boundaries and communication with entitled parents, story included. So just a little backstory to set the scene, my birth giver wasn't ever really a mom to me. She dipped out when I was a year and a half old and was very much in and out of my life until she got sober when I was 16. But by that time, a lot of damage had been done, witnessed DV at various ages, straight up disappeared from my sister and I's life when we were young and rocked back up almost two years later, lying and making us withhold information that might paint her in a bad light, etc. Anyway, when she got sober, I was in a too little, too late mindset which I've never really drifted from. So I barely communicated with her privately, and when I do, it's usually because I've gotten the but she's your mom guilt trip. I don't try to get into specifics, but to please everyone, I try and have communication with her and tell her small things that have been going on with me. Additionally, I'd like to add a little tidbit that is central to who was there. My maternal grandparents have considered my father the son they never had, and even wrote letters in support of him obtaining sole custody of us. Basically all to say that even though my parents are divorced, my father and my grandparents have maintained an incredible relationship. So here's the real story. A few weekends ago, my family came together to celebrate my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary. Included in this dinner is my sister, her fiancé, maternal grandparents, my father, his partner, my birth giver, her husband, and I. It's going great. Nothing has happened for over an hour, and most of us are pleasantly surprised. Then comes out dessert. Birth giver starts singing rather loudly the happy birthday song, but with the words anniversary instead of birthday. The restaurant is decently busy, it's a higher end restaurant, so I go, mom, shh, twice. I call her mom only when she's around as to not hurt her feelings, and she slaps the back of my head with decent force. Immediately, I'm not in the mood. I go, ow, put my hand over where she hit and turn to look at her and say, don't put your hands on me again, thank you. I'm trying not to boil on the inside because this day is for my grandparents. Whatever, trying to move on. Well, afterwards, we're all sitting and chatting and she asks me about something I mentioned in a text from late February. I just said I had a lot of health things come up and I'm currently trying to get it all sorted and dealt with. I just tell her that this isn't the time or place to be discussing this and we could do that at a later time. She turns to my father, she's sitting across from him and I'm sat next to him, and goes something along the lines of, so what is it, or so and so father's name, what's going on with her? And I almost lost my darn mind. I'm an adult who the only parent I consider having is my father, and she, after the years of damage, feels entitled to know everything going on with me. Well, after the event, I pulled her aside and talked about the inappropriateness of her actions. And I'll share when I have actual answers, as I don't want to cause others stress. Info, basically was getting a diagnosis for an autoimmune disorder and also cancer scare, by just being like, I may have this, which she acknowledges her mistake, and basically communicates with me that she understands and respects what I'm saying. Last week... Guess who I got a text from asking for updates on all that crap? Birth giver! I didn't bother responding. For those who are unable to go no contact with their entitled parent because of family pressures, how did you set boundaries and communicate with them that was actually effective? Or do I just need to learn how to ream her out of her position in my life? Basically, you just kind of hope that the other people around you understand that you have these boundaries. 
And if you ever ask for space, you know, you want to be seated far away from them at a function, you want to cut them off, they should hopefully respect that. I'm not saying to cut everybody off if they don't want to respect that or continue to try to pressure you to have a relationship. It's definitely tricky to navigate. Our next story is, parents expect me to make them custom water bottles free of charge. For context, I'm part of an exclusive school program where I'm able to partake in college classes in my state, all relating to the engineering field, where we learn stuff from 3D printing to metalwork and machinery. The program has connections with several companies and schools and are able to take on jobs for custom shirts, or in this case, water bottles. We have one period of normal high school, then I and several others hop on a bus towards the college. We don't have any classes on Fridays, so we can choose to head home or stay at the school in a classroom the entire day doing what we want, or help out on these jobs for service learning hours and experience with machines we use at the college. I'm the only student that constantly helps out on these jobs in my grade. This allows me special privileges, spanning from treats from our program coordinator to being able to make my own custom products for myself, given from the coordinator. The story, today I was working on tumblers for school staff. There was an extra tumbler from the job, so my coordinator told me I could take it and customize it to my liking. I usually customize these extras with my profile picture on other socials, but after showing my parents, they repeatedly berated me for only customizing stuff for myself, and why I don't make stuff for the family. So I was cautious with this one by customizing it. It was an adorable cat I drew one day, their name is Chaco, and deemed it that anyone at home could use it. I got home and showed my parents, feeling glad I could make something they could use and customizing it with something I made, but of course it wasn't that simple. They berated me again for customizing it with something that we can't show off and refused to use it ever. Then they asked me why I only brought one. I explained it was only one extra from the job and I was allowed to customize it to my liking. But I had them in mind and they're still mad I didn't make a custom tumbler for each of them. Even though they know how and why I'm able to make my custom shirts and other stuff I've made. I ended up giving it to my younger sister since she liked the cat on it. I don't know if the story is enough to call my parents entitled, but there's more stories I could share that go in-depth to their behavior. I just don't really understand why they make such a big deal out of this. I definitely think they're entitled. Because like, if you get an extra tumbler and your kid wants to customize it to their heart's content and they want to put whatever personal things on there, that's fine. Why get up in arms about that? Our next story is, parents force me and my brother to eat expired food. I wanted to put this in insane parents, but it didn't allow text posts, so I'll put this here. This was a couple of years ago. It was either a summer or a weekend, doesn't really matter I guess, but it was one of the many times when my parents were mad at us. We woke up and decided to have Cheerios for breakfast. My brother told my parents that the milk was expired and smelled terrible. Their response? Have it anyway. We sat there and were forced to choke down Cheerios with expired milk. They watched us pour the cereal and milk and made sure we had big, full bowls. They told us that if we didn't finish our cereal in time, we would have to write sentences. My brother managed to finish in the time they gave us, but I didn't. I had one or two spoonfuls left when my dad handed me the paper with the sentence I was supposed to write, even after I showed him how little I had left and begged him not to give me sentences. So I had to write 1,000 plus sentences, that's the amount they usually give us, 
and the sentence usually takes up two lines on notebook paper, so that wasn't fun at all. While I agree with OP wholeheartedly that this belongs in insane parents, honestly I hope OP's grown up to a situation where they could cut those people off. They don't deserve to be in any form of contact with OP. 100% these are the kinds of parents that they're going to grow gray, old, have to move into some kind of retirement home, and never have a visitor for the rest of their days. These are especially the kind of people who sit there like, why doesn't anybody ever visit me? I never did anything bad or anything to deserve this. This next story is, transphobic mom really commits to the bit. Okay, so let me preface by saying I'm not trans and I don't pretend to know everything that trans people struggle through or what annoys someone who is trans most. However, this has to be transphobic. So I, 21-year-old female, like a TV show where one of the characters happens to be non-binary. I don't like it solely because of the representation, but it's just a good show and the rep does admittedly help. So I'm watching an episode and my mom, 51-year-old female, goes over to the television and squints at a character saying, Is that a boy or a girl? Cue arguments. I try to be calm. Maybe I wasn't and was just mainly annoyed that I didn't get to see my favorite show since it was the premiere of the newest episode. And later on we had a discussion and it came about that we were talking about pronouns. Of course, my mom says that they is not a singular pronoun. I say, well, what if you didn't know someone's gender and you had to refer to them? And my mother, ever the linguist, laughed and said, I'd say it. Now, she won't stop referring to non-binary people as it. This commitment is really annoying me and I don't want to get into another argument, but can't people have basic human rights? Maybe this isn't the right platform to vent this on and maybe some of you will be taking notes on this and doing it yourself, but I think that it's immature. Actually, I think 100% the proper way to really handle this is if you don't really know, I kind of always default to they them. I've spent plenty of time online collaborating with big teams in places like Discord, and a lot of times you can't really be sure at all what a person identifies as. I've kind of just universally switched over to saying they them whenever until I know because I don't want to make that mistake. It is incredibly offensive. Saying it is like trying to call something a creature, like you would call a bug an it. You wouldn't call a human being an it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.